Welcome to the C3V podcast. Well, g'day. It's uh, really good to say hello to everybody back home and you've been in quite a transition since we left and I want to speak some word of encouragement to you at this time um, as you make that transition into the Beaumont Centre and uh, all the changes that have been uh, outworked at this time with Glenn and Susan's leadership uh, uh, getting firm and uh, the direction that we're heading in as a church. So let me just uh, read a few things and share a few things as we go here. Um, I'm sitting in a courtyard um, of a school where we're about to do another meeting here at Cabramatta in the southern side of Sydney, hence the beautiful gum tree in behind me here. Um, a few things I want to say, three things, three things I want to say. First of all, embrace this time of shift for all that it's worth. You know, in a transition, in a time of shift, it's always bigger than we think. There's other things going on. And the other things are very positive. The other things are in the plan of God. We learned in COVID that we had been parked for a purpose. Well, I have to say, even this transition time of our being away, the building, moving location, and Suze and Glenn, and Glenn holding the fort in the pulpit, and all those kinds of things, um, there is something going on. And it's a transition change, shift, transition um, is a value shaker. Uh, some people maybe even decide that's not what I, I sort of signed up for when I first came to this church or I have a preference for something else. And certainly we've seen people follow their preferences and uh, maybe their guidance too as they've moved to other parts of the city for church and so on. That's okay. That's very okay. But for those who feel called and part of what we do um, you know sometimes uh, a transition is a value shaker and we have certain values that are ours as a church and I want to encourage you to look into what has made us us and buy in all the more because the values don't change circumstances do places do and sometimes even personnel do but if we are walking in the light of his vision and his call for us that's God's light and vision in his call for us, then the values will remain the same. So values can be shaken at a time like this. We are a community. We are a family. Uh, we're a people in love with our city. We're a people in love with one another. Um, we're a people who uh, want to be and always hope to be an indispensable part of the life of our community. And we have these broad sweeping statements in a lot of our vision material that uh, should never change, no matter what the circumstantial things are that do change in a time of transition. So I want to bring you back to some of that. I'll leave it to, to Glenn and to Susanna to, to talk over the, some of the fineries of that. But uh, also in a time of transition and change like this, it's, it's not only a value shaker for some who say, well, that's not kind of like what I want now. Uh, it's a value maker. And, and uh, I really want to encourage you this because there's a tenacity that can get into our heart in a time of change that says, man, I'm sticking with this. I'm going to make it work. I've got the values of this house, the love for this house, the vision, the call. Uh, I, I embrace the word, the prophetic journey of this house. And I'm going to be 
part of it no matter what. And we can grow in our values. That's a value maker. We grow in our love for the church. We grow in our commitment. We grow in our love for each other. We grow in our sense of mission and call that we've been brought together for. And it becomes, in a time like this, a value making exercise as well. As well. And uh, these changes are always incorporated in God's plan. It never catches God by surprise. And um, somehow, even if perhaps some things he doesn't, doesn't design, they happen in, through unfortunate circumstances or whatever in this world, uh, he incorporates it in his plan. You know, Israel found itself to be a covenant nation in the upheaval of their transition in walking in the wilderness. And th this is a pretty interesting thought. They have been called out of Egypt to go through the wilderness to go into the promised land, the land of their promises. And it's in the wilderness that they actually found themselves to become a covenant nation. Before that, they were just a, an unidentifiable people other than they were remotely related. And the Bible even tells us that they were a mixed multitude that came out of Egypt. So there was a bit of this and a bit of that. Uh, a bit like the old farm dogs we had in Australia. We used to call them bitsers. We didn't quite know uh, who they were and where they belonged to, but they were there. But what I'm saying with Israel, um, they, they only became a nation in the process of coming out and walking through the wilderness, in the process of the upheaval, in the process of the transition they found themselves all the more as who they were called to be all right and so before israel in terms of a name israel before it was a place i.e the promised land it was a people and there's these great verses there's one in hosea which says i will say to those who are not my people you are my people and they shall say you are my god this is what happened in the wilderness for Israel. They began to look up, find God, and they said, you are my God. And he said, you are my people. Actually, he said it first. They took a little bit of uh, convincing not to go back to Egypt and remain that anonymous, amorphous mass of people who had no name. You know, but, but when they started to process through the journeys of change and upheaval, they began to gather an identity by the very sense that God had confirmed them with his own statement, you are my people. And I think that happens in a transition to a people who walk through the processes, they begin to renew their core, begin to renew their sense of who they are. The values get strengthened and they start to hear from God again. And the preaching, you know, begins on a whole new kind of thrust into the vision and call of the church. I really believe Glenn has got that on his heart. I just noted in my head while I was talking here that he's doing a message or so on the wilderness uh, or has referred to this. I, I completely forgot that while I was starting to talk to you here this morning. So I think we're on to something, right? So we go through the wilderness as a value-making uh, exercise. For some, it's been a value-shaking exercise and didn't want to keep going that journey. But for us, we are learning again and re-establishing again as to who we are. We are the people of God. Isn't that wonderful? First Peter uh, 2 and verse 10 uh, repeats that text from Hosea 2 and 23. And, and Peter says this of the church. He says, you who are not a people are now the people of God. There's a certain sense of um, affirmation that we can make. We are the people of God because we're walking with him through whatever processes 
and he is with us and he's speaking to our journey and we are growing in our identity with him and with each other in this journey. I think we've talked about this before in this church when we were once in an earlier stage of our uh, life as a church, the kind of a nomadic people going from this hall to that hall. We've got a a lot of footprints all over this city. And, uh, you know, whether it's a a hotel room like uh, we've been in in, on several different places or whether it's a rec centre or whether it's a a, a restaurant or a cafe or even the theatre down in the old Tinseltown, um, we've got a lot of footprints around town. And we learned in that journey that, uh, you know, we were kind of, you know, people will say, "Where, um, where are we going to church today, you know? But actually, we learned to rephrase that question to say, uh, and in every sense of the question, um, where is the church going? Where is the church going? Because we learned that the place doesn't identify uh, or um, uh, define us. We are the people of God. The journey, the word, the leading, God in our midst, the clarification that he is our God and we are his people the sense that we're walking with him, the long and winding road of obedience in one direction to the Lord, the sense that we're we're being vindicated over the whole long distance of our calling and being together, that we are a sent people, not a wet people. We came and we did because God planted this church and we're still on the long and winding road. I'm sort of borrowing a phrase from a Beatles song it's a long and winding road you know but that's it that's the Christian life there's a there's a proverb in Proverbs 15 that says uh, the the way of the righteous winds upward that's the winding road of the prophetic revelation the prophetic uh, journey that we're on together that God speaks as he leads and we keep going with God because in his voice in his word, in his speaking to us, is the affirmation of God. The very fact that he still leads us is indication we are who we are as a people. We who were not a people once are now a people. And we continue in that identity and and that journey. And so that's really important for me to say that to you uh, at this time. Um, You know, church is to be the place. We're the preceding word, the word that comes forth from God. You know, the Isaiah 55 verse 11, where my, so shall my word be that comes forth out of my mouth. Church is to be the place where we hear that word. And then in that preceding word that comes, it waters the potential that's in the soil. Because it says it's like snow and rain um, that falls onto the earth that produces the harvest. And in a sense, there's something in the soil of our church. There's something in the makeup of us because we are a people of God that the preceding word, the constant speaking, preaching of the word of the Lord to us, the prophetic sense in the messages that are coming, it's watering the the potential of our church to fulfill that original call, that original purpose uh, as we walk in the values and walk the long and winding road of our prophetic journey together and I just so believe that uh, Glenn and others who will preach as we go along uh, will be praying seeking God hearing from God and then bringing a word from the Lord and so their preaching is more than preaching it's prophesying because they've got something in their spirit and they're delivering it to us and the Lord is endorsing it by his anointing and quickening uh, in the meeting itself 
I noticed on one of the videos as I watched a number of people responding to the altar calls and I just go, fantastic, this is it. This is people hearing God and reaching out to make a response to what they've heard. I encourage you, get out on the altar calls. You know, find an excuse. Make it apply to yourself if you don't think it does. Get hands laid on you. Get prayed over. Let there be a lot of impartation come down on the church at this time. Because I really honestly, in what I'm saying, really believe that this is a transition of God. It's not just, you know, we lost a building. We couldn't, you know, go any further with the lease or anything like that. Not true. It's fallen into the plan of God. Because we who are not a people are being made a people through the very journey of walking through the changes, the upheavals of wilderness lead us to the promised land, the land of our promises, the calling, the fulfillment of vision. And it is a long and winding road. So I want to encourage you in that um, and uh, really, really just stand with you as a church that, that you will buy into this moment of our significant history as C3 Church Vancouver. And look, I have just no shadow of a doubt that there's a fresh anointing, honestly, a fresh anointing, a new anointing coming on those that are picking up the load for us right now. And it's not just Glenn and Sue's. It's some of you who are yet to shine in the gift and functions around them as you start to feel uh, what I'm saying here, that this is your home, this is what it, where you identify in terms of being a people of God. God's going to give you room because here's another thing that happens in the transitions that happen in a time of shift and change in the wilderness. You know, that's where Joshua emerged. That's where the new generation that led them into the promise that was always on them emerged. And I want to encourage that some of you that are sitting there listening to me here there today as the originator, the, if you like, the kind of Moses in the story, there is new generation leading you now who have come up under us. But some of you are going to rise in this new season and you people potentially have the opportunity of moving the church in the next decades into the fulfillment and hopes that we always dreamed would be for C3 Vancouver. You know, I could never do it alone. Patty and I could never do it by just us. It was never about us. We've never made it us. We're not superstar leaders saying, you know, look at me, look at me. That's not us. We've always wanted others to function and, and grow and, and lead and preach and minister. And we just know that there's more and more because we know it's not about filling a pulpit. It's about fulfilling a prophetic journey that we have together that the word of the Lord will come to pass and not one word of his promise will in any way be lost God will do what he's always promised he will do it's a long and it's a winding road and that's our prophetic journey and we who are not a people have become a people by the very fact that the preceding word continues on and on. And you're hearing from God as he's watering the potential of this church through the preaching of those that are leading you and uh, ministering at this time. So there you are. There's a there's a fletch word for you in this little season. And uh, we're doing fine. Patty's good. You know, we're just taking time out. We're learning. We're listening we're walking together and, you know, be that as it may, I'm also ministering quite a bit here in Australia. So 
God bless as we sit here in the sunshine and uh, just keep going along that long obedience in the one direction as we fulfill the word of the Lord together. We'll catch up with you again. God bless. Well, I hope you've uh, been encouraged this morning by the Vision Sunday that's being presented to you through this means and, of course, uh, through Glenn and Sue's leading you in this really important time. And look who's here with me just to sign off and to say hello. We love you. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. Um, we're just standing here in Australia and it's just... Um, Beautiful. Sunshine, and it's beautiful. Love everyone there. Yeah, 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 love to you all. Goodbye. We love you. God bless.
And so, you know, like we had one week where we were completely in a red room and then we couldn't figure out how to turn the lights on and it was pitch black. We've come in and, you know, the projector's been on the angles so everyone's kind of heads are tilting to the side. Um, you know, all sorts of things have happened, but it's just been a process of getting to know the baby, getting to know the baby, getting to know who we are in this new space with this new addition of this environment. So we want to talk about what's next for us as a church as we've settled in now, we've got used to the new location, what are we going to do? Perfect. Perfect. I think we have a script. We even have a script. Look at us go. We do. Sorry. Megs is doubling as photographer slash. Oh, sorry. Um, Mrs. is over here. sit and feel the presence of God. 
chair, thank God, whoever sits in here, I pray for the place. God, pour out on this seat. You know, whoever's bum hits here, God, and <laughs> that's, that's really it. But you are a minister of God. And I want us, I want to help us see ourselves as that. Mm-hmm. As not just people doing a job. This isn't a job. No. Not a job. You're not, you're not getting paid. No, no. I'm just a little over Sorry. Oh, there we go. That was good. But you want to talk about the purpose? The purpose. All right. Let's go there.
they have this in common. Maybe I'll be met. Have you met? And the more, you know, this is what I want. I want that when you when you don't make it to church, people notice. Not just us, but people notice. Because you've been sitting together, or you've got in connection with you, and you think, hey, where where is Susanna this week? Thanks for listening to the C3V podcast. To find out more about our church, visit us at c3v.ca.